Uimauliola proudly presents Leo Kupa, a Ho'olono Mai, the thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Brought to you this month by Noho Designs, Hawaiian vintage chic home decor, the Indigenous Soap Company, created on the island of Oahu. The Indigenous comes from our passion in using native medicinal herbs and oils from all over the world. Alana Natural Therapy in town and Pico Kea, Therapeutic Lomi and Rehabilitation Massage in Kailua. Mamalani, all-natural deodorants, body powders, and body products. Aloha Aina packaging, handmade by Hawaiians. The Hawaiian Kava Center, LLC, growers, purveyors, and supporters of kava from Hawaii. Lotus Blossom in you, Lomi Lomi, Ho'oponopono, Farm La'au Lapa'au, Dula, Palaiwahine Birth Support Services. Ho'ohulu Aina a welcoming place of refuge where people of all cultures sustain and propagate the connections between health of the land and health of the people. As always, Maoliola Wednesdays is hosted by Kamakanui Ahailono Jingao. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoli Ola. Um, the mission of Hui Maoli Ola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and empowering our people through healing. Once a month, we host Maoli Ola Wednesdays where we bring in past guests, where we bring in guest speakers and renowned practitioners to share their manao and ike kupuna about our traditional Hawaiian healing and wellness practices. Maoli Ola Wednesdays are free to the public and held every fourth Wednesdays at Papahana Kuaola, located on Oahu in the Ahupua'a of Heia in the Ili of Waipau. Papahana Kuaola is a Malama Aina-based learning organization that is connecting the area's past with a sustainable future. Follow them at papahanakuaola.com. For more information about Mauliola Wednesdays, go to our website at huimauliola.org. This year's Maoliola Wednesday series is centered around the restoration of mana and maintaining pono. Our past two presenters were Love Chance and Matt Keir and their conversation on La'au Lapa'au and Puni Jackson and the importance of Aina. This month on Wednesday, August 24th, we'll welcome Keola Silva to talk about Makau Kino returning to Kanako Oivi ways of learning. Keola Silva was born and raised in Wailua on the island of Oahu. His passion for health and wellness started at a young age, has led him to attain his bachelor's and master's degree in kinesiology and recreational science at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. Currently a health and physical education teacher at Kamehameha's elementary school, Keola inspires young Kanako Evi children to be healthy by integrating traditional concepts and values into his health and physical education curriculum. As a firm believer in professional development, 
Keola received his national board certification in 2013 and is currently in the process of attaining his PhD in Educational Foundations at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. His research and studies are focused on using Kanako EV concepts and values to enhance the overall health outcomes of the Kanako EV people. Aside from teaching and learning, Keola coaches wrestling at Kamehameha and enjoys fishing and lavaya action. Welcome, Keola. What's up, brother? Ola, how you doing, my man? Aloha, my kako, kamaka, and kavika. Um, you know, just mahalo for having me. Um, by no means at all that do I feel that I'm an expert in anything, but um, you know, I mahalo, mahalo you guys for the opportunity to share, you know, my manao and my and, and about my passions and things that I, I really enjoy in my life. Yeah, so mahalo for having me. Um, I guess just to start off a little bit about myself to um, introduce myself. Um, I kind of make it like a movie where, you know, you start with the current scene and then we'll just backtrack it from there or, or, or lead up to that. So right now, um, as Kamaka said, I'm a physical education and health teacher at Kamehameha Elementary School. And I've been, I've been that for 10 years, you know, at various schools, but now I've been at Kamehameha for the past two years and I love my job. I love working with the youth. Also, I'm currently um, in my, uh, enrolled in the Educational Foundations doctorate degree, uh, PhD degree, and, um, you know, in hopes of attaining that PhD. So that's where I'm at now. But um, growing up, I'm from Waialua, Oahu on the North Shore. Um, health and wellness was instilled in me at a very young age through various um, situations that I've been in, various mentors that I had um, and, and teachers, you know. So, so health and wellness was always with me from a very young age. Um, seventh grade, Waialua High School and inter Wailua High and Intermediate School is when I knew I wanted to be a PE teacher. You know, at first, at the time, it's kind of like, I want to be a PE teacher because, wow, these guys get paid for teach kids how to play and watch them play. You know what I mean? But going through my degree, I found out that, you know, phys ed is more than that. You know, it's also a vehicle where you can connect with kids at a different level as well as teaching them health and wellness. Yeah, so seventh grade is when I knew I wanted to be a phys ed teacher. Tenth grade, I got into Kamehameha High School. And then um, Kamehameha did, did, did a few things for me. Number one, it solidified me um, in my career choice of being a, a phys ed health teacher. Um, two, it, um, it made me realize that if I want to be a physical ed and health teacher, I want to be at Kamehameha School, you know, for many reasons, but for, the main reason was because Kamehameha gave me a lot and it would be good to give back to, um, that school and, you know, just the Kanaka Weavey children that come through that school, yeah. And then third, Kamehameha is what, um, I guess you could say sparked an interest in me to learn more about my culture and my heritage. Um, growing up, I, I was like from Wailua, we always, we always, uh, lived in a very Hawaiian way. The way we, um, you know, we hunted, we get, we we fished, we gathered. The way we prepared food, um, the way we preserved things, you know, a very Hawaiian way. But it was never a thing that, that like, um, it was, you know, it's just something that we did, bro. You know what I mean? So that was the way I grew up. But then when I went to Kamehameha, it gave you that sense of of pride of being Hawaiian, you know. And although it was surface level learning, it it, it sparked my interest. Yeah. So I graduated from Kamehameha, and then to pursue my uh, to pursue being a physical ed and health teacher, I enrolled myself at UH Manoa, and I took um, I took up kinesiology and recreation science, and I, I obtained my my bachelor's and master's in that. But um, along with that, I also took Hawaiian study classes and Olelo Hawaii classes just to um, satisfy that that ono I had for for my Hawaiian culture. Now you know, so so that kind of led me to where I'm at today, and now I got the job at Kamehameha. I've been teaching there for the past two years, and this is going to be my third year teaching, and it's and it's awesome to be. You know, within that, it's awesome to see it come full circle. 
you know, from going through it, loving it, wanting to be it, wanting to be it at this school and not being it at this school. I, I love that my journey has taken me full circle and, 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 and I'm excited to see where it goes from there. Um, so as far as my, uh, my doctorate degree, I guess, uh, pursuing a doctorate degree, a PhD degree, um, you know, that, that's kind of like, if you was to ask me that five years ago, 10 years ago, I would say no way. You know what I mean? And it's just that, it's just the situations in life kind of carries you to a point where it's like, wow, I'm, I'm so stoked that I went through some hard times. I'm so stoked. And we can go into more detail about that, but, but, um, the reason why, one of the main reasons why I'm, I'm going for my doctorate degree right now in educational foundations is because one, I, I, I'm a firm believer in professional development and um, not to say that this is the only way you can get professional development, but this is an opportunity for, for professional development. So, and, and two was because um, I'm so passionate about health. And I'm so passionate about health for the Kanako Ivy people that I feel that this degree can, can kind of help me, I guess, make changes in that realm to help the Kanako Ivy health outcomes. You know what I mean? So that's, I, that's, the, that's the main reason why I'm in it. And, and you know, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. You know, um, I go to class all the time thinking, and I tell myself, you know, do I belong here? But, um, you know, through my research and through what I'm finding out of how great our people was and still is, you know, it reassures me that, yeah, I, anybody, anybody is, 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 is okay to be here and, and they belong here. Yeah, so uh, but I don't know. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, you're in the right place at the right time, Ola. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, working with the, the, the Kiki, you know, being mm -hmm. that, you know, you're helping out the OPO and that opportunity to further educate yourself, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and that term, um, Makau Kino. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you share with us more about, um, yeah. So, so Makau Kino, um, it's funny because we're trying to name, um, the, the buildings that come out and then one of my good friends, um, Poki'i Seto, Asito. Uh, Olelo Hawaii major, you know, he said instead of Kino, Makau Kino is, is the more appropriate word for um, phys ed or health, yeah, because Makau, you know, kind of like Makau Kau, ready, or Ho Makau Kau to get ready. Makau Kino just means, you know, readying the body and not necessarily meaning physically, you know, it, it can mean physically or, or it can be a combination of physically, spiritually, um, emotionally, like readying your body for whatever whatever it may be whatever situations you, you you're looking for yeah so that's mock that, that that's how we got um you know i worked with you getting that name makau kino i think it's very fitting and um in in the in the sense of reading your body it's it's the way in which you ready your body yeah um which which i can talk about a little bit of right now so my, my current research right now takes me to um obviously health and um the kanako ev people yeah so um right now um according to like the latest studies the Kanakawivi people have the highest mortality and morbidity rates in Hawaii, you know, and one of the highest mortality and morbidity rates in the continental U.S. So, my you know, and I ask myself, you know, and I, and I look at things like uh, Captain James Cook, his journal from 1778, where he describes our population as a thriving, healthy, and not healthy, just fit, physically fit, but healthy, emotionally, spiritually, um, socially and he and he, he describes them in his journal of this po of thriving population healthy population so you know a question that i always ask myself is that why how, how how does a thriving population like that become the unhealthiest in hawaii and one of the unhealthiest in the continental u.s yeah so much of my research revolves around those those questions those two questions yeah and um what i found just reading mo'olelo um journals um, books and whatnot is 
is one or a few uh, common things that I've seen is is the way in which uh, or the reason why the why we do certain things. Yeah. So I'll break it down a little bit, I guess. Um, break it down. Break it down. <laughs> the back back then, the why the why was different than today. The why. I'll give you an example. In health and wellness, yeah, and I'm just talking from a physical education point of view or just a, a health and wellness point of view. The main reason why most people work out or get healthy or make healthy choices is very individualistic for themselves. To, to lose weight, to look better, to run a faster marathon or whatever it may be, it's for yourself, yeah. That, that's, that's mainly the why. And is that, a, is that a bad thing? No, not necessarily. You know, that's just the common thing, yeah. But back then, prior to contact, the, the Kanako Ivi people, you know, they lived in a set of values, a system, a philosophy, you could say, that their why was for other people. Like, not necessarily working out. It could be like, I do this, I prepare this for, for, for the betterment of our community, our society. I, I'm going to grow this core tree, tie knots in them, so that later on, my mo'opuna can make fish hooks out of them. You know, their, their reason why was not for themselves, I posit, you know, I, I, I hypothesize. And it was mainly for other people you know so that's the difference i see so bringing it back to nowadays yeah the reason why people i think um get off of their new new year's resolutions and stuff like that or as far as being healthy right is because it's okay to give up on yourself you know like oh i'm gonna be this much weight or i'm gonna look like this by a certain time then it doesn't go your way but that's okay i'm only disappointing myself i'm not disappointing anybody else you know what i mean so the accountability falls on yourself but at the same time it's okay to let go of yourself because you're not, you're not going to be a critic to yourself, right? Back then, if you didn't perform your kuleana in whatever kulana or rank or position you had, that could be a detriment to your whole surviving community. You know what I mean? So the why was a lot different. The why, um, um, and, you know, in that, in that sense, people, uh, people um, value you, but at the same time, they depend on you, yeah? So that dependency is on you then, then um, all of a sudden it makes, you, it, makes it more hard to uh, give up, right? And I, th I don't think people like to go through that, that feeling of like that, that responsibility and whatnot, yeah? But, you know, kuleana was also meant, also meant privilege, yeah? Responsibility is privilege. And with every privilege and responsibility that you gain, you, you, you are honoring that, that, that system, yeah? So that's where I'm at right now. So just, just, just looking at the different motivations and, um, and seeing how we can return to that, yeah? to motivate kids to perform yeah that's exciting man that's yeah exciting, thank you man. you know <clears throat> having that um like you said establishing that why on that greater scale you right know? so we're mo looking more after the like cockle aspect yes exactly you know? exactly that individualist aspect of um i want to be stronger i want to be um more fit yeah exactly know? exactly so have you been implementing that um so yeah, so can... I mean, like like anything, right? You, you got to test it out, right? You, it's good to have theories. It's good to have um, uh, philosophies and whatnot. But um, you test it out and you and you see what you can apply and what what you, what you got to change up. So I actually did. I, I I ran a test with my third grader. So I teach K to three, and then third grade would be the oldest of my group. So I, I decided to choose them, you know. And I come out. We have four classes, four third grade classes, yeah. And I decided to make two of the classes just. I call them the control group, right? They're just like they're just like your your regular um, Western pedagogy we go through. You know, perform this for yourself. Let me see how good you can do. Let me see how you compare to other people. That's what they went through. Okay, for four weeks, and then we did the test. 
four weeks prior to that, or it was four weeks prior to the test, um, I took two of the other classes and that was my test group. So with these two classes, what I did was I incorporated what I called Kako lessons. So once a week, they would have a lesson that would teach them about being others minded to not think about themselves, but to perform for the sake of others. And when that happens, um, you create this environment, which is very healthy and very, very, the, the feeling of that environment is, is super my cutie because you have everybody working for one another and you know that this person is going, is working for me. So I got to work hard for this person. Yeah? So we do lessons like that. And I can, I can go into more details about the lessons, but once a week they had a lesson, a Kako lesson. At the end of the four weeks, both classes got tested. Each class got tested during their PE time. So the control group, this is what I told them. I said, okay, you guys are going to do a 15-minute lap run test. So run as many laps as you can. Every time you, 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 um, you, you run a lap, you score a point for yourself, and I'll tally it. So that's the mentality they had. Okay, so I, I, I got to run it. So that's very, you know, that's very... Western way, you know, like, um, how do you compare? There's a standard, there's a, you know, there, there's a benchmark they got to try to hit within themselves or whatever. Yeah. The other two classes, the only, um, the only instruction I gave them that day was, okay, we're going to do a, we're going to do a team run, a 15 minute team run. Every single time you complete a lap in 15 minutes, you scored a point for your team. So right off of observation, just when I gave the um, instruction to both groups, you know, observation was, um, with the control group, it was status quo. You know, the top tier students who love testing, they're a gung-ho about it, you know, because they want to get the most. They want to shine, right? That's their area of shining. The bottom tier students, you know, they, the look on their faces, the, um, the nonverbal cues that they, they give you with your body and whatever is like, oh, crap, another test. You know what I mean? And you got your middle tier students who can either go up or down. So you never know what's going to happen with them, right? As opposed to the other group, the test group, when I told them it's a team thing, everything, every, every time you cross me or you, you, you uh, complete a lap, you score a team for your point. Now everybody has value. So this is, this is when everybody turned to each other, smiled, started giving <laughs> knuckles, started saying, let's yes. do this. Let's see how much we can get, right? So that's the only thing I did. Next thing I had was I had a piece of paper and I had all their names and then um, I would just tally marks on the side, but then I would look for cockle-minded actions in both groups to see like... Um, you know, if anything was prevalent while they was doing the test, yeah? So during the test, you could use the bathroom, you could drink water whenever you like, and you can return to the track whenever you wanted. You just had to make sure you, you participated for 15 minutes. You know, I have this whole list, and I can, like, you know, when I, if, when I do a presentation, I can actually show it, but then, um, you know, just some of the things that I saw, like um, the Kako group, they would run to the water fountain, drink water, sprint back to the, to the track, and just continue and do as much as they can, right? You got the other kids that, um, the control group, when they go to the water fountain, they sometimes jog or they walk to it, drink, wet their hair, take a couple breaths, walk back to the walk back to the track, and then continue their running. Right. So you know, I marked that down on the test group. You know, but one, I guess, one of the significant things I would say is, uh, or two things is, I had kids. Right. So five laps equals a mile. I had kids in the test group who ran a one mile run more than 15 minutes it took them, but they were able to complete 15 laps. Um, Fifth, oh, not 15 laps, sorry. Five laps before the 15 minutes was done. You know what I mean? So you, you already see the motivation that they had to perform for their group, allow them to run a mile faster than what they, what they could. And I wasn't telling them those, I was timing their mile. You know what I mean? Another thing I saw was um, in the test group, there's this one girl, super fast girl, but she had to use the bathroom. She runs in the bathroom and then she comes out with 
a bunch of wet paper towels in her hands. Like she wet them under the sink. And then she goes back to the track and starts running. And as she passes people, she starts handing out these wet paper towels to people. And I'm like tripping out, right? So I'm like, I'm like cockle-minded writing, uh, she got wet paper towels, whatever it may be. And you see kids like wiping this off saying thank you. And then they start pushing themselves even more. You know what I mean? So long story short, at the end of it, both test groups completed way more laps than the control groups. And I have the, I have the data for that. And, but, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't follow no procedure or guidelines that you need to when, you, when you're running a research project or research, uh, a test or action test or whatever. But based off of my, um, the data that I wanted or, or, or wanted to t- test out, you know, I got that. So it's, it's pretty cool that I got to apply, you know, my theory and see it work in action, you know. So now it's, it's, it's got me conjuring up other lesson ideas or other ways that I can instill cockle-minded lessons to have these kids cockle-minded, you know what I mean? And that's with third graders. Third graders. Third graders. Third graders, yeah. So can you imagine the... the um, I guess the opportunity you can have with, you know, all grades, bro, all grades. So it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, nah, super cool, bro. I'm excited to see what, um, you know, we can implement more of these cockle aspects to our education system. Yeah. You know, which can help, um, like you said, bring down that um, morbidity and mortality rate for. Yeah, among, know, amongst other things, bro. And if bro. we start with yeah. the cakeys too, bro, that's the, you know, that would be the. Yeah, yeah, the right, yeah. Um, group to start with too, you know. Right, 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 right. right on. Exciting for um, the Moliola Wednesday's conversation. We can show <laughs> us some of that data, man. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Right on. Awesome. Right on. Um, okay, a couple other questions. Um, we had, you know, we always like to ask. Um, since you're a um, fit guy, you know, I mean, we all um, we coach wrestling together, you know, and um. You busy guy too with all your stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. In, in your life, how do you um, restore your own mana or like maintain pono in in your life? Yeah, yeah. Um, for for me, it's like um, you you mana in your mana. Yeah. So like, um, you know, I remember learning from you through your, some of the research you did that mana is is um, inherited or acquired. Yeah. So um, that when you told me that, it really focus me on to think on or reflect on what you know what is my mana right at, you know in the, at first i thought mana was always just like physical strength or power you know when you when i was growing up but then you you come to find out that it's actual uh, inner strength or a divine strength or a divine power that you have inside of you you know and then when you told me like about the inherited and acquired you know it, it kind of makes me th- it, it kind of puts p- things into a better perspective for me you know i love fishing bro i, I love fishing my family was fishermen. Like I've heard great stories of my great grandmother, um, my tutu them. I, I've seen them in action. You know, so it's something to be super proud of. It, proud of, and at the same time, I love doing it. Now, is it is it a coincidence? You know, because I've been exposed to many other things in my life. But why why am I why do I like fishing so much? You know, what I mean. So it kind of it, it it makes me believe, and you know, I'm a firm believer of that. That yeah, because I've inherited that from my from my from my ohana. So. I've, I've, I've learned to focus my energy on that now and, I, and other things that I feel that I have mana in and then, um, and, and just watch it grow as I, as I, as I go through life. But to me, the best way to restore my mana is to mana in my mana and, and, and nothing like it. Um, nothing resets my, like resets my life or, you know, than, than being out on the ocean, you know, just floating in the elements, um, in, in my own world where, where everything from the world gets pushed to the back of your mind. And then you are in your element, you know what I mean? And I, I'm not saying that I'm a great fisherman, but I like, to, I like to think that I'm a successful one. I catch fish, you know what I mean? So, but 
at the same time, that's, that's my, that's my happy place. And so that kind of lets me reset myself. And then another, another way that kind of helps me to recharge my battery or re-motivate me is through my research, you know, um, just getting back to my family and my community. So what I do is now is I, I try to visit Kupuna more often, my, 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 my family members more often. And, and even though you think you know them, you can still get to know them better and better, yeah? Because this whole process of getting to know your family, but not only that, your community, it builds a relationship, yeah? And then when you have that relationship, you become more attached. And when you, come, when you become more attached, now you're motivated to perform for them or to, to do things for them, yeah? For, uh, you know, to represent them and honor them, yeah? So I think by getting back to my ohana, getting back to those I love, getting back to my community, that's another way where I kind of reset and recharge. So nice, yeah. Now that's a good way to recharge yeah. and reset. Doing what you love and then getting with your ohana. You know, yeah. visiting your ohana and whatnot. We always know it's pretty abundant on the North Shore over there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just a gathering and going over there. There's always um, action with the with the Levaya action. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. I remember going over to your house and the abundance of. Um, of Ita, yeah, yeah. It's over there, you know, people just roll by and, you know what I mean, over there and um, there's always that abundance over there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So good, but that's the way to, um, we got to keep restoring, you know. Yeah. So we can yeah. um, be, like you said, be a better service to our community when we have, when we're restored. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we feel um, maintained and pulled in our life, we can then help others. Right, right. Know? Yeah, rightfully so, man. I believe in that. Right on, right on. Um, another thing, um, you know, what would be characteristics and practices of people in our community who you feel are like great practitioners? You know, whether it be um, Navaita, yeah. you know, whether it be um, different artists or cultural practitioners. What, what, what characteristics come to mind when... Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because like... Um, it's funny how life takes you to, to, to different situations and then, you know, you always have like a route, but then it kind of just changes. So like right now, I would say like the number one would be like, um, is, is that your others minded with it? Yeah. Whatever you are. Yeah. So if you like, I guess for, for, if I'm, if I'm speaking for myself, like if I'm going to fish, I don't, I'm not fishing to be the best fisherman. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not fishing to try to you know, break a record or show everybody how much I can fish. You know, I, I enjoy displaying it, you know, and I enjoy talking about it and stuff like that. But the ultimate reason is, is to provide me you know, eye for my family, number one, two, to carry on traditions and three, to be a good role model to those that, that might want, that might want to aspire to do the same thing. You know what I mean? So one would be others minded. Yeah. Um, I think another characteristic of, a uh, of, a you know, like of a leader in whatever field they are is, um, they, they act and they do with aloha and pono. Yeah, so everything they do, everything they teach. Now, aloha is not just like glitter and, and, and lollipops and, and that kind of love. Aloha might also mean a strict discipline or, or like putting somebody, not in their place, but like, like, like fortifying the pono, you know what I mean? So in whatever realm that they, they, they service or, or they are in, you know, it's approaching it with aloha and pono. Yeah, that'll be another one. And then for me, it's just... um. And then just the mana in your mana, bro. Like, 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 know it, do it. But at the same time, I mean, teach it before you go, huh? Or, 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 or leave it to somebody before you go, huh? So.
Nice. I think I so. Like that mana in your mana. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah, man. Um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, another one, like, um, how about Olelo Noelis, bro? We got some good Olelo Noelis. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, um, I got... I got two. So like one of them is a well-known one, right? Not all knowledge is taught in one school. That um that, that that pretty much sums up my life, I think. You know, like you like you never stop learning, bruh. And I, I I had a kupuna tell me one time, um, the day you stop learning is the day you stop growing. Well better you die. That's what he said. So and and, and and I, and I think thought about that. I was like, man, like, you get this old guy. I mean, like, he's old, man. You know, close to death already, bro. But he's still willing to learn and, and open up his mind. So, and, and, and what, I, what I like about that, too, is from a Kanakui perspective, yeah, um, a halau is not just a building or a school, yeah? It can be any learning space you're in. It can be just a conversation you have with, with anybody, you know what I mean? So, like, like, even this right here, you know, this, is, this, is a, this would be considered a halau to me, so... That that olelo no kind of charges me up for the day. I, it's kind of like um, open yourself up to learn something today, and at the end of the night, with that same olelo no now reflect on what you learned and and what are you gonna do with that. You know what I mean? So it says it says it's a two belt, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's number one, and number two, um, which I recently kind of kind of got into is um, polole akawaha oke ahi. That's um, straight to the mouth of the ahi fish, yeah. So. Fishermen, like as I read in Pukui's Olelonoya book, um, they would use that in prayer as they're as they're prepping their gear. So, bro, that's the only thing I'm thinking of, right? When I when I when I when I prep my gear, and then when I get my bait and I put it on my hook, I tell them straight straight to the mouth of the ahi, right? and then I put them in the water. And then you know it could be any fish, yeah. But then it's that it's that intention, yeah. So like besides the fishing aspect of it, it's the intention you put into things, right? So like these fishermen are. With, with, with whatever mana they have, their intention is to prep this to catch fish. So it's the same thing with whatever you do in life, yeah? As an educator, my intention is to teach you guys, to malama you guys, to grow you guys, to be healthy individuals or, or just pono individuals in life, yeah? My, my, my intention is not to go to work and just get a paycheck and, and teach my job to get a paycheck, yeah? So that, that Olelo no Ea was, was, was kind of a good revelation in, in, in my current, my current years, you know, I would say it just do things with intention, you know, I mean, have a purpose behind the things that you do. Uh, so I like that one. So that'd be the two that kind of sticks out in my mind. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, I know, um, working out is always important. You got any, um, good exercises you've been doing that you can share with the people that we can start incorporating, you know, if we, uh, got some, Free time to do something. Oh, right. That could be. That could be. That could be a, a, a whole other part. A yeah. whole okay. okay. You're gonna have to. But what I would your... say is. But what I would say is. Um. I would say that's that. Um. Like you need your. You need your sixty minutes of moderate to physical activity daily, bro. You need it. And I tell you why. It's because the world we live in now. Everything is so um convenient, right? Everything is so convenient that our ancestors were lucky because they had to hana. So they was getting more than sixty minutes of moderate to 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 vigorous physical activity. Moderate is a speed walk. That's, I mean, that's all the standards that are put out there is asking. So you get 60 minutes. But it's kind of, to me, it's kind of funny because back then, the, the type of labor they did was more than moderate and it was more than an hour. You know that. I mean, they woke up early and stuff like that. But then you think about it now, yeah, people would say like, yeah, but we don't want the time for work like that. And we, we don't work like that. That's why we're not healthy. But the thing is, it's your kuleana now because if you are others-minded, you got to be healthy for your, your family. 
You cannot be somebody that can be like definitely ill because of the choices you made now. Like some stuff you cannot help, yeah? But because of the choices you made, you become ill and now people gotta take care of you. You know what I mean? I mean that's a whole nother story or whatever, but it's a it's a it's a way of looking at it, yeah. Now if you become like cockle minded and you think about it that way, you're gonna find the sixty minutes in throughout the day. You can get five minutes here, twenty minutes there, thirty minutes, whatever it may be, you can find the sixty minutes. But um, as far as what to do, bro, just do anything. You know what I mean? You do anything that 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 honors you in, in physical activity. But that would be one. You know, 60, 60 minutes moderate to physical activity a day and eating good too, bro. There so, you yeah. go, bro. That's important, bro. Physical activity every day. Yeah. Right on, man. All right, brother. Um, well, that was a nice um honor for for the people to come to that Maui Ola Wednesdays um in um August twenty fourth. So. Mahalo Nui once again to our guest tonight, Kiola Silva, for joining us on Leo Cooper. Um, come join him at Papahana Kuaola on Wednesday, August 24th for Maoliola Wednesdays. Um, mahalo to all our listeners. Leo Cooper is produced by myself and Kavika Brown. Um, if you like this podcast, please share it. Um, the link's on social media and rate it on iTunes. It really helps. And please subscribe to our mailing list at huimaoliola.org where you get up-to-the-moment information on Hui Maoli Ola events, practitioners in your area, and um, our Kiala Kamahina Maoli Ola merch. Um, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, mahalo. In conclusion, you know, like always, we got to open and close. So we're going to... Kahina lo kaikina kumuhana na kupuna mahalo piha eho mai ka ike kaikai ka kamana kiora mania uko mania mako mania kako a mama uanoa e ho o mano mahalo ba yeah that was me ba mahalo ba nah not even ba We'll have to get you on again, bro, for the time. For that. Another session for the whole.